This episode of Working in Music Sucks is brought to you by Plugin Alley's weekly recall newsletter. Get tips, tricks, updates on sales, and so much more weekly. You can find a link to sign up in the description of this episode wherever you're listening. Now, let's get to the show. Plugin Alley presents Working in Music Sucks, the show where we talk about what sucks about working in music so you don't have the same problems. I'm your host, John Maciel, and if you're a returning listener, glad to have you back. If you could do us a favor and drop a like if you're watching on YouTube or leave a positive review on iTunes, we'd greatly appreciate it as it helps us reach more people who can benefit from this podcast. And if you're a brand new listener, we're so glad you're here. And on today's episode, my friends, we're going to be talking about something that it's, uh, you know, people have like pet peeves, things that bother them. For me, this is a huge one, and it's one that so many engineers think is going to be the golden ticket to advancing their careers, and it's not. And if you're guessing Facebook ads, you are going to be right. And ads in general just don't work for audio engineers. And in this episode, I want to discuss why it's actually a waste of your time to be running ads when you're starting off as a solo engineer and it's kind of, if, if you've played in a band, it's kind of a very simple process of thinking like, okay, when you were in a band, what was the process of finding, you know, someone to record with you had bands around you that were like releasing music and you admired what they were doing. And if you really liked the sound of their EP, you would ask them or find out who did that record. And then you would message that person and book time and go there because you liked how they did their work there. And that's kind of the record is the resume. It wasn't through a Facebook ad. Every once in a while, maybe you went online and tried to see how much like it would cost to get like a big producer or a big studio, but prices weren't online. So you just went with what you knew as opposed to taking a gamble. And with bands, it's typically you want to go to someone who you can refer to the work and local bands that sound better than you are usually the best spot. And if you've never been in a band and you're just someone who loves music and you're trying to, you know, get, get more bands to trust you. If you're not in a band, it's really difficult, but that's where, you know, building rapport with bands via the internet, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook messaging and trying to build a cold relationship is a good place to start. But in reality, it's like showing up to, you know, shows that they're doing or um, those new versions of shows where it's like they do them on Twitch all the time where they're just like doing a, a live stream concert, like those type of events. Or if they're posting YouTube content or social media content a lot, engage with that content a lot. And, you know, if you build enough rapport with artists, they tend like someone in the band or the band themselves will f- follow you back if you are genuinely being, you know, someone nice on the internet. I have plenty of bands that have followed me over the years just because I just engaged with their content because I genuinely loved what they're doing. Did not care if I worked with them or not. I just was a fan. And I think thinking in terms of how do bands think is what's really going to help move and push the needle when it comes to finding artists. There's been so many times in so many forums when People ask, like, how are you finding artists and bands? And I've done many episodes at this point where I've talked about it's really just grinding and going out there and networking and knowing how to network. It's not everyone likes to treat audio the audio recording world like it's a um like a bank or something where it's like, if I if I build it, they will come. Not necessarily like you can build a great studio, but if you don't know how to get people through the door or attract 
your ideal bands and artists, you're just not going to have business. And a Facebook ad, an Instagram ad isn't going to help that. I, I There's like this illusion that, oh, if I throw $200 into like a Facebook ad of me like working with bands, a band's going to see that and want to come work with me. But then you have to think like, I break this down in another episode on how bands at smaller scale levels that when you first are starting out, they don't think like businesses. They think they're just like, you know, people in a band who are just trying to make music and let's be honest, they're trying to get it done at the like cheapest way possible because they don't truly believe in themselves and they don't see it as a business endeavor. They just see it as like a fun thing that them and their friends are doing. So they don't really put that much into it. There are those like diamond in the roughs that will, you know, have the money and want to invest and they'll go to the right places. But you're more often than not, when you're starting out, you're going to run into artists who either don't have a lot of money or they're going to rate shop and try to like rate how much your rate is compared to other people, all sorts of things like that. And when you do a Facebook ad, all you're doing is amplifying that effect, (laughs) right? Like you're not going to find your ideal artist through a Facebook ad. Like when is the last time you've ever read in a magazine or an interview for audio engineers anywhere? And someone says like, yeah, like I threw a Facebook ad and that's how I got like, bring me the horizon. This shit just doesn't happen. (laughs) So it's like, it's all, it's such a pet peeve of mine when I see people post like, oh, I did Facebook ads and I got like two clients. It's like, cool. How is that experience? It's like they brag about they got two clients or two artists, but they don't tell you any more about the experience of like, yeah, I got two artists. Cool. How much did you spend? Uh, How much time did it take? Did they come back? What was that experience like? Was it even worth your time? How much did you spend for the ad for that reach? And how much did you end up taking with booking that artist? Because I can tell you right now, it's never net positive in this regard. I've never heard... If you're someone listening and you have a completely opposite experience, I would love for you to reach out to me on Twitter and let me know about it because I have never seen it. I don't know any professionals who have used Facebook ads in this capacity that have ever worked. They don't waste their time because what you put out there is what you're going to get back. And if you're not posting or documenting your journey as a producer on I've talked about it on the social media platforms. If you're not releasing music at least once a month, whether it's your own cover or something you've done originally, you need to have consistent releases. That's what's going to pull and draw people in for you is they're going to find these releases of music and they're going to want to work with you because you've posted content. They got to know you because like bands aren't really doing shows unless at scale, but local shows aren't like what they used to be. So you have to kind of figure out, okay, where are these bands at? They're on TikTok. They're on Instagram. They're watching videos. You need to reach them where they're at and make content that they're interested in using, you know, hashtags, document your journey. But ultimately, those are going to be your free way of doing your ads because you're advertising yourself and your skill set, but you're bringing value to whoever's watching. You you know, you don't have to be a, like, you don't need to be like, you don't need like a, a CLA studio to talk about what you do with bands. Like, it's all about how you present yourself. Are you knowledgeable in what you're talking about in the videos of like, yeah, today I'm doing like this drum set. I decided to use this mic over this mic because I like the sound of this. And I think it gets a nice bump in those mids. That's literally all the videos have to be like very simple. Like why you have these preferred tastes. If an artist releases a song, you can just brag about like, I love this record and the guitars on this record sound great. 
But people will resonate with you in that over time if you're consistent with that and also being consistent with releases. And that's the biggest part. It's like, it's one thing to document, but if you're trying to build a career as an audio engineer, a producer, a mixer, a master engineer, if you're not posting at least one mix or one one product that's released every single month, what's anyone going to know what you're working on? How are you going to build a Spotify playlist? And the easiest way to do it, if you haven't already, is cover songs like create a cover band, get a distro kid account, release your cover songs or your own songs that you've written with friends or something like that. that I talked about in another episode, but make that your way of getting stuff out there so people can hear your work and hear what you're doing. Maybe you're not a musician, but you want to be a mixer and master engineer, then go find, you know, friends who don't mind doing covers on the weekends and then send you those tracks so that you can post them online. And if you don't have friends like that, you need to get engaged in forums and communities where you can find musicians like that, that wouldn't mind lending you their tracks or their songs um, that you can use for the, for your resume essentially. But f- using ads to fix your studio business isn't going to work like 90, 95, 98% of the time around there. Now it is different if you're running a facility. So if like you are a facility where people come to like, you're a local studio in town that a lot of musicians, like let's say you're living in like an Austin, Texas or Nashville. So a city where uh, even a Los Angeles where a lot of people just need a studio to record in, they don't necessarily need an audio engineer, but you're just a facility then in that case, you could, if you wanted to run Facebook ads, but it's different because you're not necessarily selling your services. You're selling a location, if that makes sense. Like it's very different in how you prospect for a business than you do. You are the business. That's two separate type of things. People are, it's like, you don't go to, you know, Red Robin to, for the chef. But if you go to Ramsey, Gordon Ramsey burgers, you're going there because because of Gordon's burger recipes, right? So you're, you're going for, because of the person and the talent behind it, the other one's just a chain and you're going because of, you know, you just need to get food. You don't really care about what's going on in the background because that's not what the business was built on. So that's enough for today's rant. I hope you found this video helpful. And if you are spending money on ads or anything like that, hopefully you stop and you start focusing on making content and consistently having releases. Cause that's really what's going to move the needle forward. And if you found this episode helpful, you can do us a favor and share this with a friend or someone who might find benefit. That would be fantastic. And if you'd like to keep this conversation going or talk some more about anything audio, you will find a link to Plugin Alley's Discord server in the show notes. And until next time, remember, working in music sucks, but with what we talked about today, it doesn't have to. Until next time, friends. Mm-hmm.